0: Welcome to the Women of the Expanse podcast. I'm your host, Dee. Dee. Azure Dragon is an episode full of the action missing from the season premiere. But Marco Anaros is still alive and kicking when the credits roll. So excuse me if the action is less than satisfying. That said, let's find out what the Women of the Expanse did in Season 6, Episode 2, Azure Dragon. Kara. We pick up with Kara's story from last episode as she runs home with a sick sunbird and begs her parents for help. She tells them that she only gave the bird a piece of her protein bar. Kara's mother patiently explains that the plants and animals on the conia evolved in their own way. That's why they grow their own food, because the chemistry on the planet does not work well with humans. Her parents can't help Kara bury the dead bird because the soldiers have called a meeting for all the settlers. Kara's brother Zan asks to join his parents at the meeting, but they leave him at home with Kara. Then Kara leaves Zan alone to bury the sunbird and put the babies back in their nest. The drone she uses falls out of the sky and she starts crying in frustration. The strange dog like creature approaches. Kara starts to bury the sunbird and gets angry when the strange dog takes the bird off into the forest. Bobby Draper On a UNN supply ship, the Rosinante picks up munitions before their mission. Holden gets a message that a mission specialist is coming on board with express orders from the Secretary General. Holden tells Clarissa to hide in her quarters, not knowing who the UN Specialist is. Bobby meets Holden with apologies for all the hush-hush. She tells him, the old lady didn't want any of this on comms. She proceeds to tell the crew that the mission has changed. The UN does not want to destroy the Azure Dragon, they want to capture it, study the drives and whatever data they can gather to give them an advantage over Anaros. The Rosinante crew do not agree about the change. Naomi and Amos walk out of the briefing, but not before Amos introduces Bobby to Clarissa. and Holden talk about several MCRN ships that went missing around the ring. Holden thinks it has something to do with a protomolecule sample that was stolen from Fred Johnson. I miss you Fred gone too soon um, Bobby agrees to get him data back uh, on the Barkeith and ships like it As they prepare to capture the Azure Dragon the ship sees them and starts to flee Holden wants to fire to keep them from running, but Bobby can't afford to have any data destroyed. She and Holden argue about the mission directives until Bobby reminds him who is in charge. She tells Holden to hold steady, put the Rossi alongside the Azure Dragon, and wait for her signal. Holden follows orders and Bobby jumps out of the Rossi to place a device on the Azure Dragon that disables the ship. Nico Sandrani. Nico leads Marco to the cell where Philip has been kept after killing his friend, Johan. Marco tells them to let Philip out. Nico Nico says they can't do that because of the laws on Ciri Station. Marco says this is a free Navy matter. I say bullshit. Murder is murder, but nobody on the show can hear me. Nico releases Philip into Marco's custody. The official cover story is that Yoan assaulted a superior officer and Philip defended himself. Kamina Drummer On the Tynan, Joseph tries to convince Kamina to arm their torpedoes, all three of them, at the Inazami. He is worried they will try to capture them for the bounty. Kamina, ex- Kamina expects they are thinking of, of it, but she doesn't have any better options. She des- she still tells Michio that she will be safer with Walker and the Inazami crew than she would be on the Tynan, running from Minaros in the Free Navy. Kamina welcomes Lee Walker aboard the Tynan. Walker asks for a tour. Kamina says no. She sends Walker less money than agreed upon for taking on Michio. Walker says they have a problem. Not the money, but the fact that the Free Navy has set up checkpoints all over Ganymede. Michio won't be safe there. Walker is a part of a Golden Bough faction that hasn't aligned with Marco. He agrees to take Michio on his crew as far as Rhea or Iapetus. He tells them they mostly move freight in the form of food and supplies from Ganymede and Ceres to supply depots set up all over the belt. This changes Kamina's mind about the tour. She's got a new plan percolating in her brain and wants to work out the details with Walker. Kamina tries to get the measure of Walker. She wants to know where Marco's supply depots are. They are the big fat prize that sits untouched while they subsist on skimming off the top. She wants to mobilize all the Golden Bough members who don't support Marco so they can snatch the food right off Marco's table. Walker appears to like this idea. Rosenfeld-Goyling Rosenfeld helps Marco find a better flight plan to get supplies to Medina Station. She broaches the topic of Philip and tells him that the crew is taking is talking about Philip. She asks Marco what he wants for Philip. Marco tells Rosenfeld he needs Philip, but Rosenfeld wants Marco to focus on the war instead of being angry at Philip. Philip wants Johan's family to be compensated. Rosenfeld says that if Johan had survived the attack, he would have been punished and discharged. We don't owe his family anything, she says. Just like she told Marco last week that they don't owe Sirius Station anything. But to be gracious, she agrees to a month's supply of fuel pellets and new mining nets. Rosenfeld tells Marco that the Azure Dragon is gone, but there's no proof that it was destroyed. If the data core was not destroyed, whoever captured the ship can locate the rocks that are in flight and those preparing to launch. Marco expects Earth and Mars to redeploy their fleets and head out to stop the rocks. He thinks he's going to get back into the fight, he tells Rosenfeld. He'll be ready when they do. Monica Stewart On board the Zenobia, Monica overhears an admiral and one of Avasarala's aides talking about the mission to capture the Azure Dragon. She doesn't get any specifics, just that Avasarala did not consult her aide about it. When Monica confronts Avasarala about what's going on, the Secretary General threatens to revoke the reporter's access aboard the ship. Naomi Nagata Before the mission, Naomi checks her suit for any gaps, holes, etc. Even after 187 days of wars, she is still overly cautious. When Naomi's called aboard, called to board the Azure Dragon, probably to extract the drives and all data from the ship. She can't move. She's having PTSD from her time on the Chitsmoka in Season 5. Clarissa takes on Naomi's role in the mission. Naomi coaches Clarissa on how to turn off the ship's reactor. She cracks the encryption on the ship's data while telling Holden she's not in the ready to talk about it, type of all right. Once she cracks the encryption, the crew sees what they call the motherlode, probably the location of all the rocks still headed toward Earth. Clarissa Mal. Despite the friction between them, Clarissa takes over for Naomi during the mission. Some members of the dragon shoot at her and Bobby, but Clarissa activates her mods, and stops them from killing her and Bobby. She gets some stern words from Holden about it afterward, but she laughs about it, since it's the first time someone other than Amos called her a part of the crew. It's a small triumph for her, after all that she's done in the past. Christian of Asarala Avisarala invites Monica Stewart into her quarters and avoids questions about what happened to make the comms director remind the media about their obligations under the War Security Act. Avisarala wants to commission a project for Monica. She wants Monica to document the pain, suffering, and loss that Earth has felt after the asteroid attacks. The stuff that's not shown on the news feeds. Monica says she doesn't do propaganda. She thinks that Avasarala wants to exploit her credibility. Avasarala wants Monica to show people what the statistics mean, the lives lost, the stuff the news feeds skip. She's hoping it might change a few belters' minds, the ones on the margins, and make it just a little harder for them to feel good about killing Earthers. And that's it for episode two of season six, As Your Dragon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Women of the Expanse. If you'd like to talk about the show, you can email blackgirlsquee at gmail.com or tweet at blackgirlsquee, all one word.